0: What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners Podcast. Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, today joined by Dev, local Smite genius Daniel Ponpon Cooper. pon Cooper. Pond, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I'm sure you uh, don't get very sick of thinking about Smite all day, as it is.
1: Um, so, yeah, no, definitely not. Actually, it was really fun. We had a conversation at work today because people were searching for me and i show up as pon pon cooper on certain things and daniel cooper in some i don't want to be called daniel pon pon cooper in the systems because it sounds a little pretentious because like the (laughs) the quotes on the name right you just did it so i guess i have to do it now
0: well listen around here you deserve to have the pretentious title uh you can decide if you want to uh around work on your own time i suppose but uh a big mid-season patch just Mm -hmm. got spoiled and it's gonna be a lot of fun um i can't wait pon uh I remember many meetings ago when you were like, Mm -hmm. what if we just removed (laughs) boots Um, and everyone was like, "Uh, I guess it could work. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the idea of how we got to removing boots uh, here at Midseason.
1: Yeah. So for a really long time, we talked about boots and whether they should stay in the game or not. And the general thing was, it's, it felt like it should stay, because one, legacy, it just mm-hmm. has been in the game forever. Two, it makes sure that movement around the maps is certainly paced. You can't start the game rotating at 18% movement speed, for example. And three, we actually felt like there might be some validity to the idea that like, this is a staple item everyone can build. As long as you're building boots, your build's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, we really just kind of saw that like, that just wasn't the case. New players come in and want to build cool items, and then we're, we're telling them, no, you build boots. And they're like... Why did I build boots? Like, I don't care about movement speed. I want the cool passive that makes me do big damage. Yep. Um, so over time, a lot of the things that we thought were really core to the game just kind of eroded away a little bit. Um, but we just still didn't think it was really valid to have the don't let people rotate super fast. And so removing boots to increase item diversity and then bringing in movement speed over time to let you roam the map at a decent pace, keep that kind of preserved. That felt like a kind of the merging of all the things that we've learned over the years and felt like a good time to do it was now where we kind of have a slightly bigger map than normal as well. Mm-hmm. So any change to like booths that we're going to do would have some more impact here.
0: Yeah. Barra. Uh, oh, I should say Barra and I recorded a content piece for well over an hour today talking about <laughs> mid season and the changes for every role. And it, it, it's like a new episode of Roll queue that'll be coming out in the future. So uh, hopefully we're not, we're not bare on the well here, Barry, but uh, yeah. talk to me about good. your role in, in removing boots and your initial reaction.
2: Um, I was kind of surprised because I'd heard like down the grapevine that is that a, that's a phrase right? That's a
0: phrase. Yeah. It's okay. through the
2: grapevine, but I'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got two words right. That's pretty good for me right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I was kind of shocked that it actually went through, but playing on it, it felt really good, and I well. I think my role got buffed and that's probably why it felt so good. hmm Cause being able to get a bow item early it feels very good. Yeah. And with the like Aussie changes, it kind of feels like the season two or three build where you just went like boots, equal Aussie. And it was like tier two like draining blade back then or something. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but it feels like that where I'm just coming online super fast. And oh yeah, one thing we talked about today, uh, was the like everything getting tanked here on the map yep i think it might have to get tuned up even a little bit more because mm. i was kind of shredding through everything yeah. on the map and it felt like my farm rotations were really fast or like faster than normal which i don't know if that's intended but um yeah feels feels good feels way better than it did i think
0: yeah i think um i've only gotten a, a, a few play tests in i haven't gotten a chance to play pts yet but feel like in mid lane like i just have so many options on what i get to build now like yeah i can go pen rush i could go warlock staff i could go book of thoth i could go rod or charon's coin or chronos pendant like i can skip a starter i can do a starter like Mm -hmm. i've I've just got options um that are very Uh, let me put it this way it's gonna be hard playing live uh where i have to build boots uh yeah oh yeah, in yeah. The, for the foreseeable future because boy do i just want to not i just want to not buy them um i just want to not buy them all the time uh i should probably have done this all earlier i'm really good at my job and podcasting all that kind of stuff we will uh be taking questions for sure um about mid-season that kind of stuff but i think it might it probably makes the most sense to kind of like run through every all the big notes that we might want to do mm-hmm. maybe we won't we won't have time for questions we'll uh, we'll figure it out um, I'm just kind of going down. I should post this. I'm going to post this in the prediction chat. Uh, of course, if you're listening, you can just find the, um, the update notes by going to smitegame.com and clicking on updates and, uh, it's all right there. Even I was able to find it. So, you know, it's easy and we're going from the top. So new objective, the Draugr. Uh, mm. talk to me about this one, uh, Pon, because in the, when talking to a lot of the pros today, they, uh, they were pretty split on how important this is going to be.
1: Yeah, so when we actually first started doing the kind of 8R7 map playtest, one thing that we noticed was like, how important should this objective be? And we actually did a lot of iteration on it. But I think the goal is, this should be something that you feel is relatively rewarding to go take, but doesn't dissuade you from going for fire giant, right? Like, this is the thing to get after a really good gank, where maybe gold Fury is down, you can still go gank that side and still get something else. If you know you're giving up Fire Giant because you've been bullied out, you can send someone over there to go get it really quickly to help you defend the siege. It really is the like kind of like Pyromancer, maybe a little bit less level of objective to get on the map. Um, and we felt that that was good for a few reasons. One is it doesn't box everyone super hard into like, you have to go for this objective. Mm-hmm. That would put too much weight on the duo side to where like controlling dueling is already an advantage because of Gold Fury. If there's also now the super objective that like is also very valuable you get too much weight onto that side of the map. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just also means that you don't feel forced to have to go to the side of the map ever. So when you do get it, it's natural when you go for it. Um, You never feel like you have to really change up too hard what you're doing to go potentially away from all the team fighting to go do this like objective on the side of the map. Um, But we did want something that felt new on the map that just gave you a bit more flexibility in situations where you are naturally over the side of the map. It's not intended to be the new Pyromancer. It's really just intended to be something extra for the map that you can go
0: yeah, Burger King kind of stole my question in chat here, Barry. Is it important enough in, in your mind so far to be fighting over in competitive games?
2: Uh, only if you're going to be defending on your towers. I don't know how big the experience in gold is for it. I it to it's like um,
1: 55, 60 global. It's okay.
2: 30 XP, base
0: is 30 XP, 35 gold, and it gets one every minute. One of okay, so, for,
1: Yeah, for I've, every minute. I'm generally taking it like around like, either at the start of the game or the
2: yeah um go ahead it's it's not good enough to like fight over like have a crazy team fight over but if you see the adc going for you can play to like steal it and play for that also i think it makes split pushing adcs better because you can just go over there get the objective and then continue to push down your lane whereas before you were just playing for the towers and now you can play for like the i guess like fire giant defense idea as well um Mm -hmm. Which just makes both pushing, in my opinion, just better?
0: Yeah, I uh, I think that it is going, you know, teams... I think the defense buff is good enough for, for those without the notes in front of them. Uh, whenever you get the dragger buff, Towers and Phoenixes receive a stacking buff of plus 7% increased power and plus 5% damage mitigation for every allied god within their radius. Max three stacks, last 240 seconds. I think that defense buff is good enough that... Mm-hmm. If we're, like, dominating and we have a composition that wants to close out the game quickly, I might want to send someone from our firefight over to the other side of the map just to ensure that the other team doesn't get Draugr because mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to really slow down our siege. Um, and plus, you know, Emperor's armor might be unlocked right now for supports because True. you have a new you have a new slot. So Emperor's plus Draugr, all of a sudden you've got a tower that's hitting harder, taking less damage, and firing faster. So...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think it's pretty good. Um, it felt pretty good in the playtests, but we'll see how important it really is. Now More, there's a new... Go ahead.
2: Maybe you get it before you go Fire Giant.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just think denying it when you have the lead is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I like that it's so far away from Fire. Um, mm-hmm. I like that it's on the opposite side of the map. It makes you play the map better, which I'll. that's my favorite thing. Of cast Smite for five years now. <laughs> the thing that still gets me the most excited about watching pro matches is watching teams who are really good at playing the map. And I, it's a new way to play the map, which I'm excited mm-hmm. about as yeah, well also, as go ahead. Bon.
1: I also like how it's, it is on that duo side. So for example, let's say you get the first fire giant. A lot of times the team will go for that far side, duo lane Phoenix, because that's the one that's painful to defend when they're trying to contest the next fire giant that comes up. Right. That's mm-hmm. just naturally something to go grab while you're on that side. too. So there's a few situations that just kind of happen where you can go for it, take it and deny your team, the enemy team, the chance of having it.
0: Agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. I think it's in uh, it's in the right spot for sure. Um, all right, how about the new buff? There's a green buff back on the map. I say back because pre-season one, there was a green buff. I don't even know if I was playing when, when green buff was around.
1: I was, I was on the, the losing lane, the weak lane, the one that had to deal with green buff so they could just dive you and regen their whole health pool in that, in that minute wave.
0: Yeah. It's a lot less broken than it used to be. Uh, I I can tell you that much that green buff was something else. Um, But this green buff is focused around supports, So it's, it's on the, the red buff side of the jungle, kind of opposite where those back harpies are. And whenever you grab it, um, you get 50 health and mana, plus an additional 30 for every 50 total protection. So that's why it's focused more for supports. The enhanced version gives you 10 MP5 and HP5, which feels nice. But the big deal for me as a backliner, someone who's not picking this up very often, is the fact that nearby jungle buffs won't expire for your allies whenever you're around them. So if you're a support, Mm -hmm. you've got green, you're near your ADC who has purple, the purple timer just stops counting down um, and it lets you have it a little bit longer, lets you set up for invades potentially. How uh, how impactful has this been in your mind, Pond, when it comes to playtesting?
1: Um, it's been something interesting to try and play around. Uh, in our playtest it's it's sometimes hard to kind of organize like the very high-level tactics, but the most success I've actually seen it is when you're getting that purple respawn or you're getting the red respawn where you're going to be the aggressor, letting your mid take their red into aggressing on the enemy red is huge. Mm -hmm. Letting your hunter have that purple buff still active when you're trying to invade that purple buff is huge. Um, That's really where supports are often kind of like, they'll leech some experience from mid, they'll leech some experience from dual lane. As long as they're around them for just a little bit, that means the next time you're having that major objective control engagement, You're going to have a buff that you previously didn't if your support actually goes and gets this and stands next to you. So it's a good incentive to actually let your support leech a little bit of that wave because you get that extra really big impactful thing to do every two minutes. Mm -hmm.
0: Look, Bear, I don't think Jake's going to be hanging out with you a whole lot uh, over here, but well, maybe he'll be picking up green (laughs) at the very least.
2: We'll see if he ever comes back to my lane. <laughs> Lately, that guy's just been peacing out at two minutes, you know, exploring the rest of the map, you know, seeing the mid-camp, seeing the blue buff, so we'll see. Hopefully, I can beg him to come back, you know, extend my purple buff, but, I mean, we'll see.
0: <laughs> we shall see, indeed. Pon, a uh, clarification question that I should definitely know. Does it pause... Um, It does not pause fire giant buff, I'm assuming.
1: No, so uh, my understanding is it only pauses main buffs. It doesn't.
3: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Wire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Interact with other green buffs? And yep. it, by pausing it or by not letting it expire, it pauses. The- so it's not like it'll just sit on you at zero seconds and not like fade off. If you're at 30 seconds, you'll chill at 30 seconds.
0: Right? Yes. It'll keep, it'll yeah. just hold that timer. And then as soon as the green buff person leaves, it goes to 29, 28, so on and so forth.
1: Um, yep, so it only extends main buff main jungle. buff.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Uh, definitely don't want a forever enhanced fire giant. Cause that seems pretty good. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of FG, some changes to FG alongside a lot of different jungle camps. Fire Giant got tankier, so did all the Furies, Oracles. uh, Lesser Scorpions actually got a little bit squishier, um, as well as gave you more healing. And Alpha Harpies ended up being a a little bit easier. Talking to Twig today as part of the the content thing, he was telling me that he felt like it ends up being more... uh, It ends up feeling more like a jungle there's more camps on this map um there's a little bit more to do and with the changes to the tankiness that kind of helps contribute to that it it, was that part of the goal for for mid-season jungle
1: um it was part of the goal for mid-season jungle obviously whenever we add camps we know we're giving the jungler potentially more stuff to do anyone around your team that's also rotating can contribute but i think a lot of the tankiness really came down to You can see a lot of it in our balance changes where we're not quite sure what Bootsless World does to Smite. Yes. One guess that we have is that it makes it easier to kill things. I think Bear uh, kind of alluded to that earlier where you kind of melt things. Yep. And so this is our, hey, we think we're moving this direction where you're going to have more power to kill things. We're preemptively making things a bit tankier to deal with so that you don't blow through it as quickly. We'll see once players actually start playing on it and make further adjustments if needed, but we want to preempt a little bit. So we're not going into a bootsless world where we haven't done anything to try and adjust. What we think is going. To happen.
0: Yeah. I think that makes some sense. And Barra, you, you said that you still feel like you're dealing quite a bit of damage, but how much, but I, I am a little, you know, my least favorite thing when I'm casting is these fire giant dances that take forever where no team actually threatens the objective and the other team knows they don't threaten the objective, so they just stand yep. there and wait until they pull the fire. So I don't want to get into a world where FG is super tanky and impossible to kill, but maybe could use a little bit more from your feedback.
2: Yeah, that was my biggest issue with like crit versus non-crit builds. And I mean, you saw like teams like Dragon switch the DPS onto their jungler, who was their main objective DPS instead of their ADC having it. And... Because I felt it kind of like forced me into building crit whenever um, we felt like it was going to be like a stagnant late game. We were just all dance around fire and it was kind of like, I would say like bad, but definitely felt forced, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when I watch other teams play, if both hunters weren't going crit, like you said, it was literally a dance at the fire for like five minutes. Yeah. Just what support's going to make the play? What mage is going to make the play over the wall? Like. Please somebody make a play, because the ADC can't pull fire and do damage to fire. So I was like, I was even theorycrafting like maybe put Kins like on a very like low amount of DPS for fire or something. But then if you have Kins on your jungler and then you have Kins on your ADC, maybe it melted it too fast. But yeah, okay. I was I was theorycrafting for a while. So I was like, Whoa, don't hurt, don't, don't hurt yourself, Barry. I know my <laughs> ADC brain; those two brain cells are working together pretty bad on overtime the steam yeah. coming out
0: of your ears as you're trying to think of how to do it i uh i could definitely appreciate that you would also like appreciate barry yes how comfortable i am in my manscaped boxers are you wearing are you wearing yours today No, i'm wearing my shirt i know i didn't wear my shirt i'm wearing ai i think you should leave shirt because season two is coming out soon the best show of all time i can't wait uh listen you guys got 20 minutes of this podcast without us plugging it, so you consider yourselves very lucky. Got to give a shout out to Manscape, of course, the sponsors for the for the Backliners podcast. Uh, we did have some big news that our code is changed, and that's a big mm-hmm. deal. We will not get credit for anyone using the old code, so don't use code back anymore. You want to co- use code B line, as in Backliners without the A C K. So B line still get you still get the same great offers. 20% off your entire order and free worldwide shipping. We got sent the lawnmower 4.0, as I've got right here. This thing's a beast. Absolutely love it. Um, seriously, if you want to support the podcast, best way to do it is by going to manscaped.com using code BLINE in order to get 20% off and free shipping. Alright, there it is. We uh we s- segued in and we're straight out. Yeah, to it the was med- super smooth. I didn't even know it happened. Thank you. Super smooth, just like my Anyways, uh, meditation, <laughs> meditation got a rework. I can't be stopped, man. You got, you got a, oh, no. this, like I didn't cast this morning. Like I got to get it out <laughs> of my system, man. Normally I'm trolling Dave in the, in the green room and that kind of stuff, but I just didn't get my opportunity today. So that's how it goes. Meditation got a rework and, uh, it's one that little biased myself uh, because i i helped a little bit on it but one Mm -hmm. that i like quite a bit now no longer just a burst heal instead four separate pulses uh one every uh half a second i believe um and you end up restoring or no excuse me once every second for four seconds so i got there um you get eight health or eight health plus five percent of your missing hp and mana for each tick and then the upgrade also takes your cooldowns down by half a second per pulse. So, mm-hmm. Bera, we'll start with you. I know you already gave me a little bit of feedback earlier, but we're yep. just going to pretend we didn't. I'll say the same thing. Perfect. Give me your meditation feedback.
2: Uh, I think it's cute, but I don't think it's great because it's of missing health, not a total health. I think if it was of total health, it's way easier to fit into a team fight. I think because it's missing health, you want to use it out of combat, and once everyone's taken poke, I think there... Might be a world where you can use the upgrade, but I think other support relics are just better. And I think med is the only, or I think support's the only role that you would get med on. I don't think any other role would like go out of their way to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cute, but I don't think it's like better than like four or five other relics.
0: Yeah, Pon, what are your uh initial impressions of meditation right now? Yeah,
1: so I think most of it is actually like when we've Playtested it, it's felt really powerful in situations where it gets like maximum effect. But mm-hmm. those situations don't always happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing I do like about this one is it's no longer directly compared to Shell. Yes. Because Shell and it have a now different purpose and where they actually use in a fight. And that's one way that we can future balance it if it is going to end up being too weak, is now at least it has something that it's that's different for and you can increase that strength. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think in general, I'm actually really excited to see if teams do leverage it. The, the little bit of fear that we've had, it's it's kinda like in design if if it's not scares you a little bit, it's kind of probably gonna be boring. This one scares me a little bit. If multiple people on your steam team start building it and pulsing it and giving your team basically a double volley of abilities, uh, that starts to get a little scary, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, any cooldown reduction can be can be very intense.
0: Maybe be, everyone was playing it kind of close to the vest on the content today, but I was thinking the exact same thing, Pond. Like what if your jungler and your support both just buy this and you mm. get You get like four seconds off your cooldowns flat Mm -hmm. in the middle of a team fight.
1: Yeah, I think Solo also has a little bit of flexibility in what relics they could build. So there might be some room there as well. Um, So I'm not sure. We'll have to see. But I'm just excited that it has at least a different purpose than previously did. It no longer is directly tied to shell, which I think is healthy for the relic
0: yes agreed definitely shell you want to use before the burst meditation you want to use after the burst because again it is that missing health mm-hmm. um i am hoping that you get the cool moment in the middle of a team fight where like because it's missing health you know they, they med they heal up a little bit you chunk them low all of a sudden that next pulse comes out massive yeah. heal chunk them low again you know keeping them keeping them topped up but we'll mm-hmm. see if it ends up being there all right pon you knew we were going to get to it it's it's sundering yeah. spear uh the one that everyone bear is shaking his head, everyone's a little concerned about it. Talk to me about why we went with the direction we did on Sunder.
2: Yeah, better so... Be a good answer.
1: <laughs> True. So Sundering Sphere, one it's really interesting. It was a relic that like was not actually being built and we planned mid season pretty far in advance. And like as we we do this a lot in design, where we'll make a plan for something and like that patch, all of a sudden everyone will start building it and we're like, oh crap. <laughs>
0: transcendence
1: <coughs> yeah. so Excuse that me. happened a little bit with sundering spear but i think the core problems were still there it's the only relic you can miss like sure you can whiff your like someone can beat out your beads or agus and hold an ability because you panicked and like, you can die um you can like you can use shell in opportune times but sundering you can just miss mm-hmm. um and, and that created a lot of variance and so the goal here was give it two charges make it stand out a little bit more uniquely among the other relics and then because as two charges you can tune it such that one miss, one hit is now a little bit of a middle ground. You, you can tune it there. Um, it probably is way too good right now, especially at 90 seconds, um, especially with the combination of Relic Dagger that people are trying to mess around with a bit. Um, I I don't know how much I can confirm, but I would expect some change to happen before it goes live. Um I don't know. Maybe we can get there on other items, too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely really good as is. I think it has room to be adjusted downward a little bit. But I think the general goal is still there. Just decrease the variance of this item, make it a bit more applicable in a few other scenarios.
0: Yeah, definitely. Also, you know, the the fact that it doesn't just insta destroy shields probably feels a lot better for. Oh, yeah. Nike. Yep. Nike actually mm-hmm. is allowed. So you can uh, you can actually play that God in, in higher level, I suppose. Bera, uh, just a quick side note: if you could try and refrain from intimidating our guests whenever they come on, uh, that would be ideal. You know, like Pon—he's a hard Pun... worker, man. You, you don't gotta—you don't gotta threaten him as he's about to give an answer. <laughs> it
1: better be good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally budget man right now, bro. Wow. But, but, oh,
0: <laughs> Lord. Okay. Well, Lord ADC help us. This is
2: so bad. Everything else is OP.
0: And for those of you listening, you are free to rewind to the very beginning of the podcast where Barra goes, uh, Yeah, my role got buffed, so I'm feeling mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, you're free to go back to that at this point if you like. And we'll wait for a second, and now you're back. Except for, so except back. for
2: Sunder. Except for Sunder. Except yeah, for Sunder. That, but,
0: Barra, that's not your role. That's every role has to deal with that. No, it's not just dude. you.
2: Tanks, they build full tank and then build sunder, and now it's like they have hybrid items. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And one less relic. Just juke it, dude. What?
2: <laughs> ne- uh, next, next, next.
0: Next, Bracer of yeah. Radiance, the new relic being joined. I, I don't even know if this was in with the last time I play Tested Pond. I have not gotten a chance to play with this at all. Mm. I'm very curious to hear how you guys got... I mean, Bracer of Undoing gets removed because it's too similar to the new Meditation... It becomes this this new relic for Bracer of Radiance. Uh, I think it's a really cool design. Talk to me about how you you got here.
1: Yeah. So one thing we wanted to look at was because Bracer of Undoing and and Meditation really shared an identity. Now, yeah. um, it Bracer of Undoing is really underutilized, and when it was good, it was very frustrating to play against. Meditation is essentially the healthy version of that. That's more applicable. Um, and so we want a new relic we want to focus on something that's support related because we think carries have like enough variety of what they can choose even if they're just going to pick beads and hits every time maybe a blink here and there
3: um
1: but giving something interesting to supports to kind of flex and and kind of identify themselves as different support types of players um so the thing here is we wanted to give them some capacity to do what supports naturally do which is kind of control where their team's going to be fighting control the area by getting ward vision and then making it so that team or supports who use it in a clever way can really create zones of area that their team are just better. Mm. Um, Girdle is, is good, but it's not really a zone tool, right? Like if you girdle your team, the enemy team sees that you commit right? versus I can pop this down at fire giant and you know, those fire giant dances you're seeing. Yeah, We're standing on a 10% damage buff. You guys are going to get poked out really heavily before that happens. So we had to make sure it was something for supports was distinct from girdle and shell and all the other choices and i think this one is creating a zone of space for your team i think is a really interesting take um i've seen a lot of people discussing how they want to use it including comps like maybe the hunter goes your leader's cow into a um bracer of radiance into a girdle as well and you just actually melt the objective before the enemy team can respond Mm. that kind of stuff is exciting to me that's a very like that's like the girdle anubis to to melt gold fury right Yep, (laughs) that's really interesting to me so I'm hoping that's where it falls. We'll see what ends up happening with it, but that's kind of the, the idea.
0: Yeah, I, I, and by the way, Barra, I don't think he was saying you should
2: build girdle. Yeah, that's, okay, I got yeah, that. Just making it sure. Again, I'm, I've got no, pawns no,
1: no,
0: no. back here. Okay, that's how saying. those brain
2: cells was like, hey. <laughs> no, no, the supports are building those things.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell Jake that that's his job. Good luck with that, but you can uh, you can try and get that going. You um, would love that. Very excited to try it. I did see a good question in chat. Uh, Severin wants to know... Um, can you teleport to the to the bracer ward?
1: Um, it is functionally a ward for all intents and purposes. So my guess is yes. Although I literally have not tested that, so I don't know. All Got right, fair head. enough. And does it, it is
0: a ward, and the upgraded version is a sentry ward. It, it does not count towards your ward total, right? So you could have a ward, a
1: sentry ward, and a bracer ward out. Uh, it does count to your sent. This is ah. not like you cheat out an extra thing. Now you can double sentry, right? Yes. Which, yes. Uh, you could still do, but you can't cheat the amount of words you can have out. Gotcha. Okay. Good clarification there for sure.
0: Um, all right. I don't want to go through every item bonus, but or uh, every item change, but maybe just kind of hit on a couple and feel free to to bring some up if you think I missed them. Um, Barra, we'll start with your Iqval that you uh, that you've been liking. It did receive a nerf coming into this. Is one of those that mm-hmm. design thought might be a, a really strong rush item. It has its attack speed reduction reduced from 10% per stack to 7% per stack, but it increased physical power from 30 to 35. Do you think that's a net nerf uh, for the item, and is it still worth mm-hmm. rushing whenever midseason comes out?
2: Definitely still worth rushing, and I think the attack speed reduction is nice, but I think if you're going Ickable versus someone who's not going Ickable, they're still going to feel it in the same ways, mm-hmm. like pre-nerf, basically. Mm. um i do think it was a good shift but uh definitely still very very good item to rush in my opinion
0: pon i know that you're uh you're an apollo main as well as a as a jungler <laughs> is this uh your preferred rush item in adc
1: uh so far it has been i've tried a few other things mainly transcendence rush mm-hmm. um but if i'm just going toe to toe with it with the like opponent if i feel like i can actually get away with that it's probably my go to. I don't think anything else lets you trade quite as well as this, which is part of the reason why we adjusted it this way, right? It's, yeah. it's one of the items that kind of caught our radar as this item has potential to be, because it's, it's really, it really was a bridge item that mm-hmm. is really, really good when rushed, but had to compete with boots. So now that limitations removed, um, we were careful with it. So we wanted to adjust it in a way we thought would largely reduce the impact of how you felt fighting it being rushed. Yep. Um, but we didn't want to kill it, right? We want to, again, we want to see what happens first. So we're just doing soft nudges on our ideas of what might happen, but not going too drastic with any of those changes because we need to see our ideas validated first.
0: It's so funny that an item like Icaval that really has barely been seen at all at Mm -hmm. SPL level meta needs a preemptive shift, but a shift, a slight Mm -hmm. shift downwards because otherwise it's just going to dominate. And that's how, that's how important removing boots is like, that's just kind of a wild way to do it. I, I, uh, I, I haven't told this story, I don't think, on the podcast, and hopefully AJ won't get mad at me for doing so. But I remember many years ago when we came in for a, for a meeting, um, and he was like, all right, here are these masks that we're going to introduce. Like, this is our spicy thing. Uh, what, uh, what, how, what do you think this is going to do? Oftentimes when, when the design team consults with the esports team, it's like, what is this going to do to the pro meta? How is this going to affect the game at a high level? That kind of stuff. And I think that was the first time I'd ever been like, I have literally no idea. Like, I I can't tell you because I just don't know what it's really going to do. And the second time I said that was when you were like, what happens to SPL if we remove boots? And I was like, dude, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it is just it's just so wild that I can't I can't really wrap my mind around exactly what's going to happen. But I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to to figure out
1: well we got into arguments because like one one of the early ideas was hey if everyone's rushing damage are tanks just really weak now yeah and then like some of us were convinced others were like no tanks just rush solve faster like you're mm-hmm. never gonna be able to damage them and then like we kept going back and forth and in play tests people start rushing different things trying to like prove their their idea of it right and <laughs> the amount of shakeup we've seen in like just the the like few weeks we've really had to like play around with uh bootsless world um i don't think anyone can actually predict if anyone predicts it correctly like writes down like their predictions and gets it right kudos to you you deserve like you're like literally a prophet yeah it's impossible to tell it's impossible to tell and that's what
0: that's what makes these sort of changes exciting man i don't know i'm uh, i'm pumped man definitely very excited to hit it uh for it to hit live um all right mystical mail lost some damage in the early game gain damage late game same sort of thing assuming that this is going to kind of dominate solo uh off the bat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we saw basically all our solo laners defaulted to immediately rushing this. Yep. Um and it was really good and we felt like it's probably worth just preemptively adjusting this um mm-hmm. just to make sure that if that is the case it's not as potent as it could be otherwise. Um again just and it's also interesting cuz now this has a bit more late game application than before, so that's kind of also hype as well if we can get like two different style changes here in one go. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Here's the next one that uh, you knew we were going to have to talk about at some point, Pond, the Staff of Mirrodin Rework. Mm. Um, Big change to how this item works. No longer gives you a second cast, you know, a free cast of an ability after using your ultimate. Mm -hmm. Now, after you've finished casting your ultimate, you gain Mirrodin's Brilliance, which provides 80% uncapped cooldown Mm -hmm. reduction, which decays to 40% over seven seconds. Uh, talk to me about how you why Mirrodin received a rework in the first place, and do you agree with the initial feedback that it feels pretty strong on, on paper?
1: Uh, so, the reason why we changed it is it had very confusing interactions. Um, not all our abilities have like a clear cast state, um, not all our ab- abilities have a clear like this was the thing that gets damage reduced. Um, a good example, for example, is Baba's Potion which potion mm. cast gets consumed because your thing doesn't go on cooldown until you throw one. Yeah. So you could throw your stored one, but is that the damage-reduced one? Um, there's a lot of other smaller interactions like that all throughout the game, and anyone who really plays Staff of Miriam probably encounters them on a, on a daily basis. Um, this is a much more intuitive understanding. It's literally, imagine you just had 80% CDR instead of 40%. Everyone can kind of picture what that means. Yep. Um, and so we want to make sure this felt really interesting and fun. Cause double casting was really fun. So we want to make sure the effect was as powerful enough to kind of create that same feel. Um, and I don't know if we've gone far enough. I think we need to go to a hundred percent.
0: Just start slinging abilities left and right, dude. No, no, no stopping it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's definitely strong. We're definitely looking at it. I even, when I tweeted out like the, Hey, how's everyone like PTS? Please don't talk about mirrored. we're looking at it already. <laughs> Listen, that's, so. As you said, it, design in design if it doesn't
0: scare you a little bit, maybe it's not going to be super exciting. So this yeah, is kind of the it's way it's always to
1: go. good to release a little bit strong on like certain scenarios like this where it's like a very new effect. Yep. Because if it's weak, just no one's going to try and experiment with it. And so uh. we might have just gone a little bit too hard on that knob where it's like a bit too strong. So nice thing is we have a lot of adjustment knobs. Um we'll have PTS balance notes soon. Mm-hmm. I think early tomorrow. So you guys will get a chance to see kind of what we did.
0: I have uh, an excellent example of that. Do you guys remember whenever Blackthorn Hammer was re- was released oh, and everyone boy. was like, oh, it's terrible. I'm not going to play this at all. And design yep. gave it a little buff. Still everyone mm-hmm. hated it. Little buff. At that point, it was probably really good. Everyone was still think- thought it was garbage. And then it was like buff, buff after that. And all of a sudden, it was literally one of the best items of all time in Smite yep. uh, for its cost effectiveness. That's a. The, I very much agree with gods being released on the stronger end and items being released on the stronger end because otherwise oh. it takes so long for the player base to actually like. Once you get it to being good, then they never. Then it it still takes them too long after that to agree that it's good.
1: How many times do we have to buff Kyron? Fifty
0: thousand. Fifty thousand times, and after every podcast, okay, not after every podcast, but after multiple podcasts. Bear, I hope you're going to back me up on this. I'd be like, hey, man. I think Chiron's pretty good. Like he's gotta be good. Look at all the tools. And Barra goes, Nope. <laughs> for, you know, why would I play Chiron when I could play this or that? And nope. for the large part, he was right on a lot of those, but, um, that's just how it goes. Like the, yeah. the, the, the player base, that's the way it works in MOBAs. And Hey, that's uh, that's how it is. Um, all right, let's look at some other items. Uh, death toll changes. I suppose we should go over these for you, Barra. Um, Oh, wait, no, it's only melee basic attacks. Never mind. Yeah. Doesn't matter for you. All right,
2: what's that about the Berserker's change?
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up.
2: That was one of, like, my favorite items to build in ADC. And right when I heard that boots were getting removed, I was thinking about rushing this item because it's such uh-huh. a good, like, rush item. And then I saw it was only built by Assassins and Warriors, <laughs> and I was sad. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is really hard to balance for, like, all three roles, but,
1: yeah. Yeah, we, we like, this actually had a lot of discussion internally as well, like this feels like cheating, right? Yeah. It feels like this is like kind of like the lazy answer to the problem. But we had a lot of these problems before where, like, items are really good in different roles that we don't intend them to. And we can find balanced solutions or things like the Katana tree to really help that. This was just a case where, like, really none of those answers made sense. And making, like, a whole new tree for, like, the Berserker shield didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So this, I would just treat this as a one-off case. But, yeah, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate that we're limiting item diversity for different roles. But... I think it's mainly it's because in hand warriors, basic attack warriors have been struggling for like the entire season. We wanted to make sure that their toolkit was well-rounded. And so this felt like an appropriate sacrifice. I'm sorry, Hector's.
2: It's fine. Listen,
0: you Scotty players out there ruined it for everyone. So we said to take it out of (laughs) your hands.
2: That double defense filled the Berserker's Void, both had 100% pin on it. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: You make me sick
2: you make and no me assassin
1: sick. could ever kill you
0: <laughs> yeah
2: exactly <laughs> regardless of their build they could never kill me
0: and that was when embrace was still really good so you just had a million yep. prots next to him too yeah no you're you're mm-hmm. you were ruining all the fun for everyone In good old days um you do get a little bit of good stuff from shoguns uh jake might be building that for you more because it gives you a little bit uh more attack speed aura any uh any world where you're experimenting with mannequin scepter again barry or is that uh is that uh, day gone
2: I haven't built it yet, but I think it might be decent. But it's hard to apply it through the lane sometimes. Yep. Um, which is my only issue. It's good if, like, if it's a raw 1v1, it's really good. But outside of that, I think it's a little little weird. And, yeah, it, I, I think it's just a little weird. I think I'd rather go another, or the basic hunter starters over it. How about, in
0: particular, Leather Cowl? now provides 7 mp5 hunter's cowl also getting 15 mp5 on the upgrade mm-hmm.
2: yeah i was honestly a little sad about this change because i like the mm-hmm. uniqueness of cowl and i like the fact that it didn't give you mana and gave you kind of a different way to play the game but i feel like this is more of like a noob friendly change mm-hmm. i would like to see more like power given to it or one of the stats it already has to get boosted instead of like the mana um or to give it like less mp5 Mm because it was kind of i would say it was kind of just like a hotchamon item or if you wanted to go like uh like mana potions Mm -hmm. for your landing phase it was good but i understand why but i was i was just a little sad because it lost its like uniqueness for me you
1: know what some of the the comments i got about it was is that they want that to be higher they're like make it 10, make it fifteen. <laughs> yeah, because people no, people want to build up. into the items, but like obviously losing mana is a big big sacrifice. People mm-hmm. people like want to be able to cast abilities in lane. I think that's why we kept the number as low as we did, is we mm-hmm. know people kind of want to experiment with these items, but this item does have the identity of not being the mana sustain choice. So we kept the numbers low intentionally. I would imagine in the future, if it does need more buffs, I probably would stay away from giving it more, for example. I probably would go mm-hmm. more in the direction you suggested of. Maybe it just needs a bit more power. Maybe it needs a bit more love elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you so think... I, uh, sorry, go ahead, Barra.
2: Oh, I already thought it was, like, really good. I was I was honestly a little sad that I had to go Bluestone for, like, the early, like, pre, like, five levels, honestly, because I thought Cowl just, like, way outshined it. Mm-hmm. Do you think
0: that with this change alone, Cowl becomes the go-to uh, starter for Hunters?
2: Uh, Maybe not the go-to, but definitely, like, in... Uh, I'd say, like, contestant for number one, I would say. Okay. Not the 100% go-to, but definitely up there. Sure. I, I think it literally has so many stats on it right now. Man. Mm-hmm. So many. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. I do want to let the give a give the chat a, a chance to ask some questions. So instead of going over every single god change, I want to ask you guys for your favorite god change uh, in this patch. Uh, Bera, which one is yours?
2: I'll say the Artemis change. I knew it. I knew it. The world's best
0: (laughs) Artemis trapper gets four seconds off at level one on the cooldown, so you know he's gonna like it.
2: That is a giant buff, honestly. Mm -hmm. That is an enormous buff because you leave that button at like level one for a very or rank one for a very long time. So that cooldown is used throughout the entire game from like level two on, and I think that the buff on the two is also very good. Like I. I would expect Artemis to be in like most games now, in my opinion.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to hear the tusky whenever you're <laughs> whenever you just completely mess up your alt and then, and then it doesn't go where yeah. you want it to. I love it. That's my favorite. those are my favorite Barracuda
2: yeah. moments, man.
1: Look, I've handcrafted yeah. the AI, it can't mess up anymore. It's <laughs> entirely user
2: error. <laughs> That's it's,
0: what I'm saying.
2: There's times where there'll just be like a target right in front of me, I'll Tusky. <laughs> literally melee range, and my Tusky will just sit there. And I'm like, what? Like, other people's Tuskies are launching themselves through walls, and mine can't hit the guy right in front of me? Like, literally melee range? If
0: like- you could get a sound tattooed on you, I would consider getting Tusky tattooed on me. Because I think that is the fun. that is like my, f- man, I'll tell you what, when we're like, playing Smite and like our Discord and that kind of stuff, if anyone ever has a bad Artemis ult, all of us instantly go, Tusky! <laughs> because we just think it's so funny, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Alright, Pon, what's your favorite uh what's your favorite change? Uh
1: I should say Kali. Because uh-huh. Kali's mm. getting a buff. You're a Kali abuser. Yep. Um but I think Baron. Mm. Um I just like the idea of like the buff kind of actually adjusting his support and mid potential. Now the one, if you double hit someone, it automatically applies the power debuff. That's a pretty big deal. And in support role, like as mimi as it might be, you can now like actually base attack your opponents and just build that up. So like, it's pretty reliable now that you're going to consign spirits to get the heal, you're going to apply the power debuff, all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for that one. I want to see how that shakes up. Uh, yeah,
0: then. I think that's going to be cool. I, I uh, heard a lot of excitement about that buff during the, uh, the roll queue that we just did as well. Um, mm-hmm. For me personally, I love the Hades change. I don't know how much it's going to matter. On the alt, because I do think you'll kill the minions pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. getting reduction on your abilities, uh, I just think that thematically, Hades is like, Hades just owns you if you fight him in a minion wave. Like that's when I think of Hades' identity, mm-hmm. that's his identity is that he's gonna push he's gonna push you really well. And if you fight him in a minion wave, he's gonna absolutely own you. And leaning into that identity as niche as it is, I think is really cool um and i really like it and mm-hmm. i'm going to be spamming hades and losing my team a lot of games although statistically that's not true cuz i'm going to win a ton of games if i'm playing mm-hmm. hades play more hades everyone um i'm super pumped i'm super pumped about the hades changes and i've seen a lot of people in chat saying that they're uh, they're very excited as well dov bizzle one of them um all right let's uh i guess we'll kind of open it up yes final Okay, in the chat knows hades is broken thank you fine i you know it that's what i've been saying it and you've been saying it as well um, We'll do like uh, like a couple minutes of questions here before we close out the podcast, okay. before we get to, of course, the question of the week, which um, is a big one this week. Uh, before we get to the questions, while we let uh, the chat catch up for a second, we do want to give another shout out to Manscaped as a sponsor here for the Backliners podcast. Make sure you're getting 20% off and free shipping with the code BLINE at Manscaped.com. That's B-L-I-N-E at Manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping and unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. That's definitely the call. Again, best way to support the podcast for sure is to go to Manscaped and use that code. All right, Severin has a question for you, Pond. Benevolence upgrades. Why does Compassion get GP5 but Animosity doesn't?
1: Uh, because I'm a nerd and I don't want <laughs> it to. Um, the, the, the answer largely is, like, the idea of the starters is that one is like the inline upgrade and the other is the weird upgrade mm-hmm. and so it makes sense for me to the compassion the inline upgrade to have gp5 the animosity the non-inline upgrade to not and i'm such a nerd to the point of when we changed tainted uh, steel to have the reduction tainted amulet was the odd one and breastplate was the inline one but because now they share i swapped their order so they actually Uh-oh. are swapped to be in line now <laughs>
0: Someone is going to get, there is going to be an incredibly angry Reddit post about
1: that. I took my time to go in the DV and make that change. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fair enough. I, uh, I respect that for sure. Um, what are uh, the thoughts on Morgan Le so far? Um, I guess I'll start since I, uh, since I'm a mid lane player. I think she is awesome and super fun. I think she's probably a little bit too good right now. But, again, talking about earlier, I think that's probably the way to release gods. Um, I love the minigame of procking the passive and trying to keep four. I, tr- I tried a lot in playtest to like keep four stacks out, and then right when the fight was about to break out, I'd proc my fifth to get a ton of power. Um, I think that's a really fun minigame isn't. you don't need to play optimally in order to play the character well, which I think is really good design um and i think she's just so much visually she's awesome the art team did such a great job um and i just have a ton of fun every time i'm playing her um and that's me uh just gushing about how good clumsy is for a little bit um bera have you gotten a chance to to play her yet
2: i played her a few times and i didn't think she was that great my first game and then the more i played she just like exponentially got way 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 better like once i actually learned how to play her i think she's absolutely insane
1: yeah
0: Um,
2: I think she'll also be very good in comp as well.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think she's going to be quite good. Pawn. I had the same experience, which was the first few times I played, I'm like, eh, I feel like I'm risky, I'm weak, and then mm-hmm. by, like, game three or four with her, I was like, yeah, I can just, like, actually kill you with dragon fear combo, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. And yep. As long as you're okay with being a bit aggressive, you can get away with a lot of stuff, and I do think also I undervalued the slow field for too long, and that... I always use the fear, but the slow field has a ton of applications that's really cool, though. So. Just like a character that you can kind of feel yourself learning every time you play,
0: yeah. I think uh, I think that definitely fits the description. All right, Final okay K has an idea here, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Pond, but this is a pretty good idea. Uh, Bria, his his fiance, thought of an idea to be able to practice PTS on live client, where you would be able to start a custom game, start at three thousand gold, but require everyone to buy fifteen hundred pot right off the bat, get the movement speed pot right away. It's not perfect. <laughs> because you'd have 18% at level 1. Yeah. But it's it's something, right? It's interesting.
1: I, yeah. I mean, I think that's a cool idea.
0: Yeah. I don't know, it- do we need is there something we need to do in order to make that happen? Can you maybe there isn't a, option, a custom option for 3000 starting gold?
1: No, because I think it's is it you do?
2: Yeah, for assault.
1: Ah. Yeah, I thought it was Oh yeah, sure, cuz assault has it. So it's probably 1500, 3000, 5000, so you might actually be able to just do that already although you could just give five thousand, as long as people are playing by rules you could do things like everyone starts with like the slow like a like a small movement speed item and then they can build up to higher movement speed items and then build elixir yeah you have to like yeah i don't know that'd be tough it is a good idea it has been hard to play live yes uh, i've been i've been playing in a bootsless world for for a a little bit more than a month now and regularly every time i played live i'm like oh i have to buy boots again this is a tragedy.
0: It is yeah, it feels so tough.
2: Force now. Like it feels like a chore now to buy boots. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's very uh, it's very difficult to to revert back for sure. Um, Brit wants to know what we think of Yemoja. Um Is she hard to balance? And she doesn't use mana. And when you look at buffs and nerfs, how do you choose what gets balanced? Uh, oh, she's go- complicated. Yeah, she is complicated. I definitely think that her dominance at pro play and if you look at smike.gg and like the those sorts of stats you can tell that her win rate isn't very good i think that, that paints a pretty clear picture that she those types of gods are always difficult to balance but i'm interested in what these changes for mid season are going to do for her because it the, you know it's not it's not a hard like super hard nerf you know she got some things to to compensate for the for the changes but I think at a high level, not getting bubble spammed is gonna be a huge deal. Um mm. and that and that's gonna help at a high level. Barra do you think that is enough to to push her out of the, the top support?
2: Um, I haven't played against it yet, so I can't really let you know. Sure. Um until I actually like am in that situation where mm-hmm. I would have died before. Um yep. but yeah. Fair I, enough. I, I think she's like Ponza, I think she's ridiculously hard to balance because there's such a high skill ceiling with her and such yes. like a low floor, in my opinion. That it's like, what which crowd do you want to balance around, and which do you yeah. want to make happy? And i th- I think characters like that are really fun, but weird for the overall community to learn. Yeah.
0: Um, I will say that. Mike once said uh, something to me about Yumoja that I, I thought was a really, was a really good compliment to, uh, to the god. And that's that Mike play, has played a ton of Yumoja, He's one of the best Emojis in the league for sure. And he said that he doesn't think he's ever played a fight perfectly with that god. Mm-hmm. Because he just has it, the, the most options um, out of any probably any god in the game uh, with, with no cooldowns. So she's tough, man. I am dog at that character.
1: I am so, so bad yeah. at Yumoja. Like, I'll be in the middle of a team fight and my team's getting hurt and, like, my brain will start thinking, like, okay, shield everyone up. Okay, maybe I can send, oh, I'm in bubble forms, so I have to throw out bubble, but then I'm not going to be able to shield. And then, like, if I just spam shield, then, like, I'm wasting shield and I just end up spamming shield because I don't know what to do. And I just <laughs> yeah. give up, throw my hands up. And I, I could just, have like... been like, using my thing to repel people. Like, there's so many things I could do to save my team mm-hmm. that I ended up just, like, shield, 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 shield. shield that's yeah. what I do.
0: Yeah, I, I, I know I'm not messing up that bad if I just spam two. So yep. you, you're going to you're going to be feeling pretty good. Um, all right. Last last question, because we're getting close to the hour mark. Super Cyrus 64 wants to know any changes pawn that you wish you could have done, but never got approved
1: um,
0: or would maybe. never get approved. I suppose is the, the way that they worded it.
1: Um, I mean, I have my spicy take from time to time, but in general, like I don't think I go too far outside of the realm. I had to think a little bit on this one. You might want to ask another question while I think.
0: Sure, um, I can scroll up and figure it out, um, or I could ask the the random question of the week. Though, no, that has to uh, that has to be the end of the podcast. That's um, yeah.
1: So I I think I have an answer. Perfect. Um, um, one of the changes that I think would be really cool to do is kind of like a change to how like power is calculated in Smite. Um, So, for example, magical power and physical power are very different numbers. They don't interact with each other. And because they're such different numbers, there can be no overlap. I played in a world where Cupid was a magical physical attacker. Uh, Same with Freya. Yep. Um, And it'd be cool as an idea to unify the power structure such that ability toolkits could read things like, this character gets 50% power from physical and 30% from magical. Mm. and it to make sense and be doable. Um, but just the amount of work for that, how complicated mm. that is. I don't think it like it, it creates interesting problems to solve, but those aren't necessarily like good for the game. Right. Um, yeah. So I would restrain myself from trying to pursue a path like that. But I think it could be really cool because I do have fond memories of optimizing physical like uh, Fatalis Raw, yeah. Machine Gun Raw. You used to be able to build Fatalis on him and you could just two someone and just hold left click. <laughs> And also as hell, every stance switch you could basic attack. It would reset it. And so you actually oh, had yeah. on hit hell builds. Yeah, And like that stuff was really neat. Probably bad for the game. Or Thor could get gem of isolation. Yep. So his hammer and spin could slow people. Yep. Right? Like, there's a ton of stuff there, but it's probably really bad for the game and you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um It's
0: it's so it's always interesting because the everyone expects that like the high level players are gonna make the best designers. And I think in some sense that that is certainly a skill that you add as a designer, but it is very easy to let you to let that part of your brain, like take you away. Um, mm-hmm. And that's definitely in, in, working with the dev team during the off season and that kind of stuff, like trying to tune down the, yeah, but how cool would it be if, you know, X, Y, Z could happen.
1: Um, I mean, story. I went in it with, um, I think it was the denial squad at the time and we were there for the hell rework. this is before i was even a dev Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like hey the hell rework is kind of disappointing which was really rude in hindsight (laughs) how we kind of interacted there and then we basically sat down and designed them a new passive and bless the design team at the time for doing it they put that passive in which is the current hell passive wow and like that current hell passive kind of has problems Mm -hmm. that like we kind of shoehorn them into and like Retrospect to be like, oh, there's so many better ways to have done this now. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things that, like, until you're actually in there messing around and seeing how players interact with things, you think you have all the answers, but it's really, really hard. And no s- single individual has every knowledge piece they need to to solve the puzzle. So, yeah. Interesting I- story there. Yeah,
0: definitely. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Um, all right. Time for the random question of the week. Uh, I don't know if it's brought to you by Manscaped. But we'll say it is. Again, use code BLINE in order to get 20% off on free shipping. Um, I tweeted about this yesterday and I resented the fact that someone asked if I was not sober because I was totally sober. I was on my way to lunch and I was just talking with my friend about whether or not you would have a tail if you, if you had the option, if you had the option to, to have a tail, would you say yes? And I think, let me give you my piece first. Okay. First of all, to answer some questions, it would be a monkey like tail. So you'd have some good control over it. They've got pretty good dexterity with it. It's strong Same level. Yeah. 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 Like it, it, it's good, but it's not like, as I said today at the office, although everyone kind of judged me when I said it, if you had a tail that had the dexterity of an <laughs> elephant truck trunk, you would obviously say yes. Right. Like that would just be broken. That's just a fifth limb. And if you're turning down a fifth limb, then I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Cause you're not trying to min max life enough. This is like a, 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 it's an extra, it's like a half an extra limb. And I feel like that's good enough that I'd be willing to have the tail. Barra, you look like you're judging me with your eyes right now, and I don't appreciate that. I've been that.
2: judging this whole speech, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: man. laughs> What do you mean, man? Is it hairy or is it just skin? That's a good question. Which would yeah, be less weird? That's what I was going to ask. Whatever's less I'm weird. I'm picturing a sane tail.
1: Sane tail. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like a monkey. Yeah, exactly like a monkey tail. Yeah. you Sane.
1: Okay. Insane Tales, they, like, Vegeta picks up, uh, or is it Raditz picks up Gohan, a kid who's probably like, I don't know, like 20, 30 pounds. If At I have an extra limb that's capable of lifting 20, 30 pounds, I'd go for it.
0: I think you'd be crazy to not go for it. <laughs> like, well, I, think I could feed if... myself snacks while I'm gaming without taking my hands off the keyboard. How many times have I died because I'm shoving
1: chips in my mouth?
2: <laughs> Thousands feed chips. With a tail. I'd pick you them get up. You like
1: a cup and you like. Yeah, just shake them in. in. Like a Pringles can.
2: Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh. For the sake of argument, no, I would
1: not get a tail. Okay, man. <laughs> for the sake of argument. <laughs> for the sake of argument. I, I
2: like being a normal human, and I would not want a monkey tail nor a skin-colored human tail.
1: That would be creepy. I wouldn't yeah. get that even if it had the same strength. That's yeah. a little too weird.
0: That's a good point. I think it does need hair. I think it does need hair. Though Severin does bring up a great point, of course. If it was hairy and I didn't want it to be, I could shave it with the Lawnmower 4.0, thanks to Manscaped.com, sure. where you can use Beeline for uh, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, AJ wait. wants to know if a Saiyan Tail implies Super Monkey Mode as well. Again, if it implies Super Monkey Mode and you're not taking it, I can't help <laughs> you, man. Like, that is obviously the right call.
2: Yeah, no way no way it implies Super
1: Monkey Mode. With your not. math, that's what you said. 0.5 a tail is what you're going for. Super Saiyan Monkey Tail is like 1.5.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, easy, more than that. Imagine, the like, you just... Oh, my God. How many times can I use Super Rage Monkey Mode in my life? Every day. I'm not that angry, but I... Could be, I guess. If I, if I had the power to go insane monkey mode, then I could do whatever I wanted. That's the whole point. And that's how Vegeta's born, ladies and gentlemen. All right, thanks, You're everyone, really for like, listening. Oh, Barry, go ahead. No, I
2: would really, like, change my skin to, like, scales or, like, whatever I wanted than have a tail. I think. What? Wait, why would you change that's your skin to scales way? or you a tail? You can't judge why? me for yeah. saying
0: I take the tail. You Dying. want scales instead of skin?
2: I mean, no, I mean, like, any texture. If I could change my skin to, like, any texture. Like, on command? Yeah, I'd rather do that than the tail. Uh, It's a very different power set. Yeah, it's
0: very <laughs> different. I would say they aren't even comparable. But Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> man, those two ADC brain cells really got lost somewhere along the way, man. They, they needed I'm directions.
2: <laughs> I've been up since, like, 7 this morning. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking of, like, other things I could do to my body that aren't, like, super OP... Uh-huh. But on the same kind of level as Tail, uh huh. So and then that's where my two brain cells ended up. I was like, what if I had scales? I don't. I
0: don't want scales. Now, if you could go like someone brings up Randall from uh, Monsters Inc. By the way, the best Pixar movie. Uh, I guess that would be OP because he's like invisible. So that would be really good, but you'd have to be naked all the time. And. And if you were naked all the time, you'd want to be nicely groomed with a Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. There's no one better than me in the whole business. My goodness! Thanks for listening. Make sure you're giving us a good rating oh and all gosh. that kind of stuff. Checking out all the different shows on the Prediction Network. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time here on the Backliners. Vera, do the thing. Bye. Nicely done.
2: Thank you.